Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Split Decision. You're here with me and Para. And then we've got our next special guest, Rachel Brewster from the Melbourne Boomers. Uh, welcome to The Split Decision. Hi, how's it going? Thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for coming on. And before we get into it, obviously we have to mention our sponsors, Kremlin. Um, we've got something in the work for you guys with them, so make sure you guys stay tuned. It's it's really good so uh make sure you guys just watch out on instagram for that and uh before we and then one more thing is make sure you check out the instagram the twitter and our brand new youtube channel the links will all be in the description and uh yeah so i guess without further ado let's get straight into it and our first question is do you remember how old you were when you started playing basketball or like that sort of very first memory playing it yeah um i started playing basketball when i was 10. Um, I started off playing netball first, me and my sister, we both played netball. Um, and then I, we moved over to Melbourne. So I grew up in Perth and then we moved over to Melbourne when I was eight and was just playing netball. And then I started playing basketball when I was 10 because um, my mum played when she was younger and it was just like basketball was such a big thing in Melbourne. It wasn't really like, I didn't even think about basketball when I was over living in Perth and then we came to Melbourne and it was huge and so I just thought I'd try it out um and just ended up loving it so it stuck with me. So you reckon like your family was the real reason that you got behind basketball? Yeah it was well I probably would would have never tried it like if my mum hadn't played it before my dad never played basketball he was a footy guy um so, yeah, I guess if my mum didn't play it, I probably wouldn't have tried it. But um, it was just something different. I was getting kind of bored of netball. So, right. <laughs> it's always better than dribble the ball. Than <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing better than crossing someone over, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Parker, you know, you know the feeling. <laughs> what? <laughs> we, all, we all remember that training. Uh, right. George, it was George. Right. No, no, it was George. So, when you were growing up playing as a kid, did you ever realize that you could like take this to a professional level? Like, you realized you were probably a bit better than what you were, like, you thought you were at the time? I don't know, did I word that right? <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I never thought, like, I, I don't know how to explain. Like, you just kind of move forward and try and get to, like, the best point that you can get to. So, like, I've set little goals for myself along the way. And obviously, playing in the WNBL and um, playing professionally, like, overseas, they're all goals for me. But it's all just kind of trying to get to the highest level that you can possible so right. you just kind of it's just like leveling up so as soon as you've hit one goal yeah as soon as you, you gotta get the next one, one the next one like um yeah so it's basically just challenging myself once i started um like when i started realizing like you know this is like i'm enjoying it and i'm, I'm actually doing pretty well and i started i moved i started off at mckinnon um, and then I moved to Melbourne Tigers. And so when I moved right. over to Melbourne Tigers, um, that was when I was like, oh, you know, this is like a big thing and I can actually do something with basketball. Like, yeah. 
yeah I mean I was really young at that time so I still didn't like playing pro and going to college and stuff was all a goal but I didn't then I, then that was the point when I was like yeah that's what I want to do okay yeah makes sense then um when you were growing up did you ever have like any basketball idols where you tried to sort of model your game after um yeah Penny Taylor was my favorite player growing up um and she's she's so awesome like I just she's a great shooter she was like super aggressive at the rim like really crafty around the rim so um, I loved watching her growing up when she was playing for WNBL for Dandy Rangers and then she um, moved on to the WNBA and she's still, she's coaching um, at Phoenix Mercury now. Um, and she was definitely my favourite player growing up. So I tried to follow along with her a fair bit. Right. Other than basketball, did you have people that you looked up to while growing up, like as role models for you? Um. Not really. It was kind of a lot of the people that I looked up to were people that I was kind of like training and playing against. Like I, when I moved to Melbourne Tigers, I was like playing with girls that I just like, I wanted to be on their level. So being able to train with them and playing with them and see like what they do, I kind of just looked up to the people around me and I just wanted to like, be as good as the people that were around me kind of thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you sort of, you mentioned it a bit before, but you, so you um, grew up, you came to Melbourne here in high school and you led your team to the 2014 Australia school championship title. Like what do you sort of remember about that whole experience and what you gained from that? Um, that was, so I moved to Roeville when I was halfway through year eight. Um, and that whole like my whole experience at Roeville was it was like the best time of my life because I was playing basketball like with my best friends we were all competing like in VJBL against each other but then we come over to Roeville and we're playing in a team and we're playing against like all the other sports academies in in the state um and that the 2014 was I think our third national championship that we'd won in a row yeah, so, <laughs> back to back to back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was, and it was like it was a really really cool experience because we were playing against um, like the top girls from other states. Like I remember we were playing against um, we played against a Queensland team, and they had like Kalani who I was playing with at Boomers, and she was on their team, and like Christy Wallace was on the team, and she's um, like gone in, got drafted into WNBA, was playing at Baylor, so like we just got the opportunity to play against some of the best players in Australia. And it was just like, it was super fun. Cause you were just playing with your mates. Like, yeah. Really cool. Tearing, tearing up, dominating with your mates. <laughs> yeah. Nothing better. The two, the two best things in the world, playing with your friends yeah, well, and winning, winning everything. I mean, back to back to back to <laughs> best friends. I yeah. mean, how good does it get? <laughs> um, so, um, when you play, you play for Vic Metro on multiple multiple occasions. What did you take from that experience at uh, Vic Metro? Yeah, so um, I didn't actually make a Vic Metro team until under twenties, um, but I was an emergency since like under sixteens through to under twenties. I was like pretty much in the squad for that whole time. So um, I it was like a really it was a really good learning experience, kind of 
not like not making that team and then having to come back from that and just like try again the next time that was it was kind of like character development for me I guess um it was like just learning how to just not give up basically that's what I learned mostly from it um and obviously like my the coach I play for now at Nunawading Paul Flynn um he was my underrating Vic Metro coach and he actually cut me from <laughs> from the underrating <laughs> I always like if anyone ever asks like how good of a coach is Paul like he cut me in under 18 then I asked like, <laughs> um, and he really really helped me um with that whole like that whole process and he believes in me so much and that's why like I still play for him now because he's a really really good coach but he also like knows how to get the best out of me and he really believes in me like probably more than I believe in myself so, um, yeah, that, that experience, like, with Vic Metro and then making the under-20s and I was – it was all – the under-20s Metro um, was, like, a really, really cool experience because I was playing with the girls, like, they were all going on to play in, like, Power 5 schools at college. Um, you had girls going to, like, Florida State. Um, there was, like, Alana Smith was on the team. Is just finished off like her first season in the WNBA, um, so it was like it was really cool for me to have made it into that team. It was just like a really really cool achievement because I didn't ever think that I would have got to that point. So, um, how did you sort of find out that you had made the team in under twenties? Oh uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So it was just we went through like the the whole selection process that happened. So if you everyone that comes into the tryouts and they just slowly um you know shorten down the squad um and eventually you just get like a phone call and they tell you like if you're on the squad or if you're on the team um i don't i don't really remember it that well because like so much has happened <laughs> since then but um yeah it was a super cool feeling because i honestly i didn't think and it was also because in under 20s they joined the metro and country together so I thought like my chances of making the team would have been even less. And so when I made it, like I was, I was so excited. It was great. And it was a Melbourne tournament too. We played in, in Melbourne. So that was really cool. Awesome. Again, play in front of family and friends as well. Yeah. Yeah. Play the most livable city in the world. <laughs> yeah. You love saying so, that. <laughs> uh, it's the only thing we've got right now. <laughs> so you went to the, so eventually you then went to the University of Utah. What was the reasoning behind going to that university? Um, so Utah State, not Utah, I'll correct you. It's not Utah, University of Utah. I wish it was. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I went, no, that's okay. I went to Utah State, um, which is, it's still a D1 school, but we're in the Mountain West Conference um, as opposed to the Pac-12. Um, but they're actually my only D1 offer at the time. Um, and so I just, I went there because I, I wanted to play Division One and I wanted to go. I didn't want to do like the JUCO route where you play for two years and then try and play for another two years at a D1. I kind of just wanted to stay um, in the same place for the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I ended up going to Utah State and it turned out to be a pretty good fit for me. I loved it. So yeah, it was really cool. Utah. <laughs> 
So then um, you were named to the Mountain West All Freshman Team. What was that sort of getting named to that team meant mean to you? Um, it was really cool because a lot of um a lot of the time, like you come into a team as a freshman and you don't expect to make that much of an impact. Like a lot of people don't end up getting like significant court time until junior and senior year. So coming in as a freshman, um, like I was playing a lot of minutes and then um, like I was doing pretty well. So getting the freshman or freshman team, it was just like a cool achievement. And it was um, like, it was, oh, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> It speaks to your consistency when you were playing there, though, for you to be able to be a part of a, uh, like, a all, would you call it, like, an all-star team, almost? <laughs> but, like, a starting team for the um, collective in that conference, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's all freshmen, so it's definitely not, like, it wasn't an all-conference team or anything, but to be, like, one of the top five freshmen in the conference, considering, like, not a lot of freshmen actually get to play and make an impact, like... It was it was a cool achievement for me. Yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah. in the 15-16 season, you were named to the Mountain West. Um, oh, sorry, sorry, I'm reading the Sixteen-seventeen season, you had an amazing performance throughout that year that led to you being named an all-tournament team at the Lady Grizz Classic. What did that What did that also do for you, or like what did that mean to you, like in your basketball career? Um, it was just it showed me like kind of the improvement that I made um it was a pretty small tournament um but I remember there was a, like a girl and another Australian on my team my freshman year um and she was just like crazy good at basketball like she was such a good player and my freshman year like she was the one she was like making all conference and making all of the um all tournament teams and all that kind of stuff and I was like you know I want to like I want to be on her level and I want to be performing consistently at that level and that's kind of like getting an all tournament um team like getting that award just means that like you've been consistent throughout that tournament um right. and so yeah getting that award was like it was really cool because I was just seeing the improvements that I was making throughout the year do they um do they give you anything for making those teams like a medal or anything like that? Um, you just get like a plaque. So I think I have um like a wooden plaque from that, I believe. Okay. <laughs> so then um you were the recipient of the Joe E and Alma Whiteside Scholar Award on multiple occasions. What did that yeah. mean? What like to mean that win that like I think three times, two three times. Um yeah, so I got the. I was a white side um, every year, so it was four years. Oh, okay, four years. Yeah, yeah. Um, which it just means that you keep like a, a GPA. Your GPA stays at a certain standard, um, and honestly, like <laughs> it wasn't like the schooling in um, at college. It depends on what you do. Like, it's not super super difficult, um, but it's. I mean. Being able to maintain, it was like a 3.2 GPA and I think an average is like a 2.5 GPA. Um, and so it's just like it's a good feeling being able to achieve being a full-time like student athlete and 
doing everything that we are doing with basketball, like training four hours a day and all that kind of stuff, but then being able to like keep up on your studies as well and make sure that um, you're staying successful with your academics as well. Cause that's ultimately like why you're there. Like you're going to get a degree and you want to be able to get good grades in that because if you want to move further on um, with your education, you can't like get into a good master's program or anything. If you don't have a good GPA, like, yeah, right. It's, yeah, it's all good and well to graduate, but if you didn't actually get good grades, then you're probably not going to get into a good program. So, um, yeah, it's really cool like, to be able to keep up on my education like that. And it's good because you like you hear about like other student athletes that sort of go to college and they completely drop off on the academic side, just solely focusing on the basketball. So it's good when they recognize like those that sort of balance the two of them as well. Yeah, and. It's important. I mean, a lot of the coaches, they do stress when you go over to college, they stress how important the academics is because if you drop off, you literally can't play. Like if your GPA drops below a certain amount, then oh. you're, you're literally not allowed really? to play. Yeah. Jeez. Well, it's because, it's because I mean, basketball <laughs> yeah, careers don't last that long, you know. Like oh, most basketball careers don't last that long, you know. So it's a good incentive to keep them to get their academic standards up so they can actually get a job in the future, you know. Yeah, yeah. you got to have lined up because you work for the rest of your life, you don't play basketball for your whole life. So you kind of got to have something. Unless you're like Vince Carter and you're like 45 <laughs> <Yeah>. years old. <laughs> God damn. I mean, speaking more, you, had, you were named to the academic all-mountain team all four years you were there. As well, you were, um, you were also a Mountain West Scholar Athlete in 2016 and 17. What did that award mean to you? Um, yeah, kind of just what I said before. It's just, um, yeah, it's just kind of solidifying that, like, all the hard work you're putting in, it pays off and it gets recognised. Mm. Um, mm, wow. And it, there's actually, like, it's a pretty low percentage to get that award. Um, so, yeah, it's just something else. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The academic award kind of like, I mean, no one really cares about the academic awards, but like, it is a good achievement because the school, like, the schooling is, you're putting in more work into your education than you are into basketball most of the time. So. Uh, actually, speaking on that, how often did you train when you're at college? Like, how often was your training? Like, was it two a days or was it like three times a week? Two days a week. Um, so it's, it was every day and then it depended on the time of year. So, um, if we were like coming up to, um, so like over Christmas break, if we didn't have school over Christmas break and we were coming up to starting conference, we would have two days because we didn't have to go to class. Um, and then like during, the, yeah, uh, we'd have two days, like two or three times a week. Okay. And then every day other than that. Um, and like rarely, sometimes we would get like three day weekends. Um, and in summer, like preseason, we would do like conditioning at six o'clock in the morning. And then right after a condition, we would go to weights and then you'd go to like your summer school class. And then in the afternoon, we'd have a workout with our coaches and then open gym after that. Yep. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a busy schedule it seems like all year round <laughs> yeah <laughs> no matter yeah. what time of year you'd end up training for four four or five hours a day like it depends on um what time of the year it is 
Um, <laughs> other than that, were you able to like sort of like whenever you want to get a coach to come and just like get shots up as well? Yeah. So the coaches were always, um, we had like our training courts and our coaches' offices were in the training courts. So whenever you wanted to go in and shoot or get a workout in, in your own time, they were just able to come down and work you out, um, which was like super convenient because, and my campus was super tiny. So I would just like go to class and then after class, straight after class, I would just go in and shoot or like do a workout with my coaches. Or did you have that like one person, like they'd be there before practice, like yeah, they'd get like a hundred or 300 shots up and then after practice, they'd do like another 300 or a hundred shots. Was there ever that person in like college? Or were um, you that person? <laughs> I tried to be that person, but it wasn't always that easy or like, yeah, <laughs> it was a lot easier to like, we had a lot of the girls that would stay behind after training and get their individual shots up. Um, or would come in like before class in the mornings and just get shots up and I would do that. But you usually, we would go like straight from class. You would just go straight from class to training. So there wasn't really any time before training to get all your shots up. But yeah, a lot of the girls would stay in behind training and do all their extra work. Right. That's, that's so good though. College ball playing basketball in college <laughs> yeah, it's That's fun it's fun it's really it's hard work but it's it's worth it it's so fun would you say would you say which would you say was better your college experience or your um high school experience with basketball or in general your experience um i think in the terms of basketball i really really enjoyed high school because that's where I saw the most of my development like I went into high school I like I wasn't that great and then when I left high school I was like making state teams and I'm going to college and like I'd really really seen most of my improvement in that time but then like in terms of life experience and all that kind of stuff college like you can't really compare college was just, there's so many things that I did that I wouldn't have been able to do if I didn't go. Yeah. Yeah. College seems like the dream place to go basically in America. In America. Like, I don't, I don't want to be here anymore. We say this every yeah. time, I just don't want to be here anymore. Most people come back to Australia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's good for four years back. <laughs> Every, every time um, we talk to someone, they just like, yeah, college is the best experience. I love that place. I'm like, yeah, uni sucks. I hate this. <laughs> First year uni sucks. I hate this place. I want to go home. <laughs> um, so when you, when you look back, you had a really successful career at Utah State, ranking second in career games and uh, fourth in all-time scoring. What does it mean to, like, hold these, hold these records? Um, it's really cool, like, you don't come in ever thinking, like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to beat this record or I want to do this. Like, you have little goals, but you just never really think about, um, about, like, doing those things. I don't know, like, I never thought, I mean, fourth all-time scoring, like, there's a lot of girls that kind of 
came in and out of the program and like a lot of people that you know would have been able to crush those records but I think like I stuck it out and I I worked hard and I did my best and I you know I stayed at Utah State and that's kind of just what happened from from doing that so I don't know yeah just like it's a cool achievement and it's nice to kind of just like have my name there and hopefully it'll be there for a, for a little while um but yeah it's cool I don't know <laughs> I mean rank, ranked amongst like all your other achievements that you had so you also ranked third in field goals made uh you ranked top 10 in career rebounds career steals career three-point field goals made but overall what was like your favorite memory of universe at the university like at college I should say sorry yeah um my favorite memory there's so there's there's a lot but I think like you don't remember like I barely remember individual games but like there's a lot of the games I remember are the ones where like the team just killed it like where we just played like the best game that we could have and we had a couple of games where we knocked off like the top team in the conference and there was um like we had Boise State and Colorado State they were the two teams that for the last like 10 years have pretty much been the conference champions champions in the top of the conference all time and we beat both of those teams while I was there so like I remember those games and they were probably my best memories but just also like the people that you meet and the environment that you're in like just the support and the people at Utah State and the people like in Logan where I was living like those are the people that I probably remember and like will remember the most because they those people like would do anything for you um and they just love the program so much so like just knowing those people and like building relationships with those people is probably the most memorable thing that's the just like I think also that chance of living living abroad as well would be like just mental Oh yeah, it's it's really cool and like we got to travel to so many different places and you just meet really, really cool people. Like I know I've got friends from like all over America now and um like I just met people that are gonna be my friends forever. So it's really it's a good experience. Right. And then so then coming out of university, you signed for the mm-hmm. MBL one team of No Whiting Spectres. I think I said that mm-hmm. right. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> uh, What was the, the sort of dis- the decision making behind signing for them? Um, so I moved to Nunawading when I after I finished juniors. So when I moved into like youth league in Seabull, I moved to Nunawading because um, my coach Paul Flynn was there, um, and I just kept coming back and training with them when I had my time off during college. And I just really, really, like, I built a really good relationship with the girls that were there and, like, the coaches and the staff in Nunawading. Um, And I just love it there. So there was never really, like, a question of whether I was going to go back to Nunawading. So, yeah, I just, I came back and I already knew, like, I knew for the whole four years that I was at college that I was going to go back to Nunawading. What experience do you reckon you gained while playing for Nunawading? Um, there's just a lot of, well, I mean, I've played with 
a lot of players like Flynn, you knows he's a great recruiter and he brings in like, he brings in girls that he knows are going to, um, that are going to mesh well in terms of chemistry and on the court. So we all get along off the court just as well as we do on the court. And I've gained so much experience from the players. Like we had Maddie Garrett come in last season. So I got to learn a lot from her. Um, and there's just a lot of players that have come in that have either played WNBL or have like been in college or they, like they've been in the system for a really long time. So you learn a lot about like reading the game, um, how like I developed a lot with um, just like how I read the game and how quickly because it's such a level up from college. So it's like how you right. read the game, the choices you make. Um, and just like, yeah, it's just way more professional. Yeah. Right. Like it's, so then, a, it's oh. still, a, it's a step up from college for sure. Okay. Yeah. And like about everything, just like even that whole chemistry aspect is important as well. Like, I mean, playing sports of power for the past two years. Chemistry. <laughs> 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 what you something? I carry that teammate. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm bad teammate. I'm not like Michael Jordan, you know. I was a but I got the job done, you know. Oh, this guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's super important. <laughs> so, um, this was your first season with the Melbourne Boomers. Uh, what was sort of your decision making behind signing for them? Um, it was just like it was just the opportunity that that came up for me and it was something that I've always wanted. Like it's always been a goal of mine to be a part of it and WNBL team. Um, and so, yeah, it was just something that I definitely couldn't turn down. Um, and it was like probably the best decision I've made and I've learned so much the last season. Um, and again, like the girls that are on the team and the people that I was training with every day and learning from like, that experience is invaluable um and so yeah it was I just enjoyed it as well like coming off college like I was saying before you train a lot and you get kind of burnt out and I'd spent like the last year just trying to kind of enjoy playing basketball again hmm. and it was super cool being able to be a part of the boomers because like I was learning so much, but I was also just enjoying it so much and being around like such a cool group of people. Like it's a really, really good club. So I like, I just, I loved it. It was so much fun. So do you, do you remember like playing your first professional game? Like were you nervous? Like what was going through your head? Like before your first professional, like stepping onto the court for your first professional game? Um, I mean, I, I only got on, I played probably max two and a half minutes because <laughs> I was technically like, I'm like, I was a, a training player. So right. it was like in between being a development player and like a rostered player. So mm -hmm. um, like my, my time came when, you know, we already won the game. And so like, I just got okay. my minutes, but like, I was still, I was still like shooting myself. Obviously, because I didn't want to go on, I don't want to go on and, and mess up. Like when the coach 
like calls your name he's like yeah it's your turn to go on like you kind of just get a little lightheaded and get a little weak and you just go on the court and try not to mess up that's all I remember is just like going on the court trying not to mess up um but like it's a really cool feeling being being like on the court and just realizing like that's that's a goal that I've had yeah yeah did you get a shot off that game um well I I think I probably all the all the games that I played I probably put up three shots and I remember our very last game in season and we were up by like 30 points and so I got to go on and I put up a three and um I shot it and I was like so confident I was like yes this is in like it felt so good (laughs) it hit hit the back of the rim and just like bounced off the rim and didn't go in (laughs) and I was and and your heart just broke into a million I was devastated I was thinking about that shot for like two days (laughs) (laughs) I was like I was like, yes, this is going in. And you could see, like, on the footage, like, all the girls on the bench were, like, off their seats because they thought it was going to go in and it just bounced in the back of the ring. <laughs> like, it was, yeah. See the, see the bench just doing yeah. this. Yeah. yeah, and they're like, uh. <laughs> and they just, like, hit the back wall. You're like, ah. Oh. Like, oh. And you sit down. You're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, sorry. And the coach calls you off. <laughs> That's, like, the worst thing ever you miss is the coach calls you off. <laughs> Yeah, so I haven't got my first points. point yet, but um, yeah, still like getting on the court and just being a part of a team like that and like being around the girls that are on the team, like it was so cool. Right. So um, you sort of um, mentioned this before, but um, what was it like sort of playing alongside uh, Lindsay Allen and Sophie Cunningham? Mm-hmm. Were you able to pick up anything from, from them? Oh, yeah. Like they, they're just a, a next, like totally next level. Um, LA she's just she's like she's the player that will do everything in her power to win the game for you like she was just like I can't even explain and the experience that they've had already like they're only a year older than me but they they, the way that they play and train and their mentality is just like years ahead um so yeah I learned so much about like work ethic um aggression backing yourself like it was so much more than just their skill set like just kind of the way that they go about everything and how like professional they are um yeah it was really really cool because I've seen and it's like it's weird because you like see videos of them online or like on social media of them playing in the WNBA and then all of a sudden like they're on the court next to you and your teammates and like yeah it's they're so cool <laughs> yeah they're just falling they're chucking you the ball you're like oh my god I'm not gonna watch <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's sort of so, like us doing these interviews as well it's like we like see you guys on tv and then we're like actually talking to you it's like oh my god it's, like, uh, it's, so, it's so surreal yeah. it's so it's surreal, surreal. Yeah. we're like oh my god someone actually wants to talk to us <laughs> 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 um so i mean for those of our listeners that haven't watched like you play basketball before how would you describe Mm -hmm. the game like were you more of a spot-up shooter are you like a playmaker what would you how would you describe your game um i'm definitely more of a spot-up shooter my whole my whole career i've just been like a catch and shoot kind of player um and i've slowly started to be more like when i was in college i started to develop more of like a playmaker 
um, kind of game and be more aggressive, like at the ring and stuff. But definitely, like three pointers and mid range is my thing, which is, I mean, not a lot of people kind of do the mid range thing anymore. I feel like it's all get to the basket, yeah. Yeah, but the like a one dribble pull up is like my thing. Bread and butter. I lo- every, yeah, every I time. love the one dribble mid range. It's just like, oh, that's in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's cash. Yeah. That's cash. One dribble cash. I'm gonna hit the back of the rim. God. <laughs> it is because you just you hit him with like the pump fake. They're up, just one dribble in. You got away with the shot. Yeah. Pump fake, and then you jump into the. <laughs> big, big shot the, the James Harden, the James Harden, <laughs> the James Harden. That's more of a D Wade, isn't it? Didn't he? Didn't oh he yeah, true. It's more of a D Wade. Yeah, that's true. Right. <laughs> um. So I when you sort of D-Wade obsessed, <laughs> that's possible. It's, it's a real problem now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So when you re- reflect on the season, what would you say a, a high point of the season for like you and the team was? The the WNBL season. Oh uh, yeah. Um, highlights. I mean, there was a lot, like, it was a really, it was just a really successful season for us. And I think it's almost like, I don't know, it's stupid to say, like, every day was honestly like a highlight for me because I was coming in and like working with these like vets. Like, I had, you know, Kayla George and all these like Olymp- those Olympians and WNBA players and just women that have been in the league for years. Um, and so just being able to train with them was my highlight. But I think as a team, um, we were really, really proud of, like I said before, our team chemistry and the success we had in our team and um, kind of just the culture that we built yeah. within the team. Um, was probably something that where we were super super proud of because we were able to be successful, but like we were just all like we got along so well and we were just all so happy for each other's successes and it didn't matter like who had a good game on whatever night. Like it's like the well. just everyone we all celebrated each other's successes and um and we just all enjoyed the process of of getting to where we got and I think um I think that we did really, really well um, last season. It was super, super successful for us. Right. So, I mean, you've obviously you've had you've had a pretty good career up until now. But like, what are your future like endeavors? Like, what do you what, what do you want to do before like your career ends? Like, what are you what are your goals? Yeah. Um. I I definitely want to work my way up. Like. You know, playing minutes in a WNBL team or having an having an impact on a WNBL team. Um, I still have so much to learn, um, but that's definitely a goal of mine. Or like playing overseas is always something I've wanted to do as well. So it kind of sucks considering what's going on right now, but that's definitely um, a goal for the future. I'd love to play overseas as well. Right. Hopefully, hopefully this blows over soon. Yeah. Um, so now to the to the most important question. There's only one <laughs> right answer. Only question. one right answer uh, to this. Only... <laughs> um, yeah, we know uh, I don't know if I can answer. Um, who do you know the question? Your, who is your NBA goat? 
There's only one right answer. <laughs> We're probably thinking of different answers. <laughs> we have different answers. We have different answers. No, because I don't even, I don't even know. I want to. I'm. I'm gonna say MJ. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we need to have like a. T we need to have like a, t a t um a scoreboard on the top. Like, there's so many. Honestly, like I don't follow. I haven't followed the NBA to have a decent opinion on this, and like, I know I have reasons why, like. It would be MJ or LeBron. Like, there's reasons, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I would take MJ. You would take MJ. Oh, bro, you said out. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, I, I mean, after watching the last dance, I can see why people are saying he's pretty good. He's not bad. <laughs> he, he's alright. He's, he's alright. He's, he's pretty average. average. <laughs> I mean, really he's average, average guy, role player, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'd rather be Steve Kerr, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be Steve Kerr, I'd rather be Steve Kerr. I'd rather be Steve Kerr. Follow-up shooter, you just got to hit those one or two shots. Same <laughs> MJ's career. Alright, moving on to an even more pressing question. Who is your WNBA go? We've had mixed dances. Actually, yeah, we've had some mixed dances here. WNBA go? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I have to go with Lauren Jackson, don't I? Oh, yeah, you know what? That's Lindsay Lauren Allison. Jackson or Diana Taurasi? I'm the, I was like, Tamika Catchings. Tamika Catchings is the girl. Yeah, Tamika Catchings is pretty solid. That's, that's true. But yeah, we've, had, we've had both. We've had, who, said, who said Diana? Diana Taurasi. No, because who do we have on Sunday? Um, she, no, she didn't say Diana Taurasi, though. No, she didn't. But Lauren Jackson, yeah, everyone says, a lot of people say Lauren Jackson actually now thinks about it. But to make a catch, yeah, I reckon she could be up there. I mean, Hall of Fame now. I know, so um, what is one thing that like sort of pro athletes do or go through that fans wouldn't, wouldn't know about? Um, there's a lot of things, I mean, we talk a lot about, you know, how much work you have to put in outside of um, just your training. Um, but it's kind of, I think a lot of things that people that are just watching from the outside don't consider is like, it's not, it's literally everything you do adds up to the, like your result. It's meant like mentally, mental health and, um, like how you approach the game mentally, it has such a high impact on your performance and people, a lot of people that are starting to talk about it more, but don't realize like how much it actually affects your performance. Um, mm -hmm. But also just like your lifestyle and um, like nutrition and just being on top of literally everything you do just has that effect on on how you perform and, and what your success is. And I think people look from the outside in and they're just like, oh yeah, they go to training and like they work hard at training and then whatever, like they go play the game. But it's right. it's literally everything that you do. Leads it's that one what, moment, you, you know. what you eat, what you drink, how much you sleep, like mm. sleeping is massive. It's, it's mental, it's like literally everything. It's just, it's a full-time job. Would you say it's a more mental game than a physical game? To an extent, yeah. 
Yeah. Because if your or head's not right, then you're just, you could be in like physical peak form. But if mentally you're not, you're out of it, you're not going to be able to, to use it to the best of your ability. Right. Yeah. It's sort of to, um, it's sort of like what um, Panina Davidson alluded to. She was saying that um, she was saying that like sort of how you approach the game before the game. Like you don't want to be too overhyped or too like too nonchalant about it. Like even that has a aspect on how you how you play the game as well. Yeah, it yeah. definitely. Like I would try so hard. I would get like super super nervous before games and like almost to the point where I didn't even want to play the game just because I was like so nervous about what was going to happen. And you like, you just can't be like that. It's better to just kind of like goof around a little bit in warm ups or like dance around a little bit and just kind of get it out of your system and not take it so seriously. I think that's like a better approach is trying not to be so like uptight about it. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, speaking of that, do you like? Do you have any like specific like pre-game routines that you go through to like maybe calm yourself, or that you have to do so that you get in the right like mental state before a game? Um, I used to, but I kind of I try and stay away from that. It was like you know how people have you know put your left shoe on first and and then <laughs> like, whatever sock on before your shoe, and like you have to put one side sock and shoe on before you put the other side sock and shoe on. Like, <laughs> I used to be like that and I'll still, I'll do like, I'll put my left shoe on, but, or my right shoe on, but I kind of, I try and stay away from that. I just try and like do my warm up properly. I'll, we do some visualization before our games um, and kind of just stay as relaxed as possible, but while, you know, focusing on what your role is, the job you have to do. I try and stay away from the superstitious superstitions and all that kind of stuff but yeah I couldn't I like couldn't really tell you one that I have <laughs> which is a bit strange I know you have them it's but like everyone we've had so far has like they say they don't have like superstitions either so really yeah so I'm really bad I'm really bad with it. I'm really bad with superstitions like I can't like I have this necklace that I wear and I have to take it off like the day before. Like I can't wear it the day before. It just does my head in. Yeah. yeah. I'm really bad with it. Like I, or I, as you said, I put my left shoulder before my right because I'm left footed. But like, it's just, yeah. I mean, I'm I really have... bad with it. I can't grow out of it. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's fine. If it works for you, it works for you. I mean, I like, I would have a certain pair of shoes that I had to wear or like something like that, but right. it doesn't really matter anymore, I guess. So then um, you've had, um, you've won a lot of sort of awards throughout your career, but like, and like games as well. What is your sort of favorite memory overall of your playing career so far? Um, that's a hard one. I'd probably say, That is a really hard one. I mean, obviously, like, playing in high school and winning, like, national champions and stuff, that was super, super fun. Um, but I think my, f- my favourite memories were probably in college when we were playing um, against 
like the top teams and, and when we were beating like the top teams in the conference, those are really, really good memories because we'd had like we had to go through a lot of stuff to get to that point. Like we weren't having very successful seasons and we weren't playing as well as what we thought we should have been. And then we finally like got to that point where we were beating like the top teams in the conference. So those are probably really, really good memories for me. Right. Um, so when you're not playing basketball, what's like your hobby to do? Like, what do you like doing? Um, I really like working out. I, I go to the gym a lot where I can't right now, which is really, really frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. But yeah, I, I lift a lot. I, I, know, I like cooking. I like, um, I like doing lots of outdoor stuff, like hiking. Um, yeah, I don't know, just kind of chilling out. I don't do a lot of crazy stuff. Um, I wish I did more kind of interesting <laughs> stuff. But, yeah, kind of keep it simple. What's your, well, what's your favorite dish to cook? <laughs> um, there's a lot. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I really like um, like Asian food. So I make oh, like yeah. noodles, rice paper rolls, sushi, like all that kind don't of stuff. Don't blame me. Yeah, really good. Pad thai goes off for me. I love pad thai. <laughs> pad thai, yeah. Thai food, thai food is really good. Uh, so, so then um. Our last, our last question. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for any sort of Australian kids who are looking to go pro in basketball in the future? Um, I think you just have to. You don't have to be the best, but you just have to try and be like your best. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think, um, I mean, me, like, personally, I've, growing up, I've put a lot of pressure on myself and, like, set super high expectations. I don't think that's necessarily the best way to go about it. I think that you just need to keep keep working and just keep trying to get better every single day. Um, and if you do that, like, if you work hard and you listen to your coaches, um, you get help when you need help, and you don't give up, like you're eventually going to get to where you need to go. Um, because that's, that's kind of what, what's happened with me. I've just tried to get better every single day and just improve on everything that I need to improve on. And eventually I've achieved what I've wanted to achieve and I've ended up in a spot that I've always wanted to be in. So, um, yeah, if you just keep working, don't give up, it'll happen for you. Right. I mean, that's that is <laughs> be the best that you can be, not the best. That's some advice to take with you. Yeah. You should use that, mate. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I am the best podcast host that I can be. <laughs> um. Anyway, <laughs> Rachel, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. We really enjoyed having you. No worries. Thank you for having me. It was me. a pleasure. And uh, guys, make sure you're liking, commenting, subscribing. And uh, five stars on Apple Podcasts. I always forget to say that, but and uh, that really does help us a lot. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, yeah, peace. Go Melbourne.